0: and to another episode of Intellectually Petty Radio, brought to you by M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still, y'all already know. And tonight we have the distinct honor and privilege of welcoming CEO, director, producer, and the town's finest, Mr. Michael J. Payton,
1: is in the building. How you doing, King? Yo, yo. I'm doing great, fam. Uh, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate the platform and I'm excited to talk to y'all.
0: Oh man, I appreciate that, man. I was, I was pretty pumped up too, man. It's the wine. Yes, yeah. <laughs> on, you know, get the red group. cup going on, man. And we was talking man, about that 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 picture behind you before we uh went live, man. Yeah, that's so fucking dope, man.
1: <laughs> that's Where uh, that uh Basquiat, That's it's, it's amazon <laughs> i can't afford the actual um <laughs> i can't afford the actual Bosca. Them, them things go for like 1.5 million so i'm like i'll just get you know i'll get a placeholder on my wall so i can actually afford it
0: It's coming it soon cold.
1: too it's coming soon, coming bro. soon. It's coming so, soon. From, your, from your mouth to god's ears <laughs>
0: You've been putting in the work, though, man. Like you've been doing your thing with, especially. Let's start off with with with
1: C Suite Music. Yes. When did you start that? C Suite Music. I started in 2016. Um, Just do a little background. I've I've been. I started off as a as a rapper, right? Like Mm -hmm. I started off making music from the age i was i was maybe 12 13 years old when i first started making records and it just you know i just kept going 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 grinding hustling trying to make moves um got a couple songs on the radio out here got a couple little things but it just at some point i could start to make the transition into making films and making and directing music videos Mm -hmm. um with me directing my own videos and then start making videos for other artists around the bay and just kind of went on from there. So I kind of had this idea in 2016 to kind of transition away from music and start focusing more on developing content, developing films, um digital content, all that, all that jazz. So I mm-hmm. started in 2016. Um I, I built C-suite music. The reason I called the C-suite music is because uh if anybody knows, like C-suite is corporate slang for um like high level, like the, your chief executive officers, your okay. whatever, your COOs, and then music, right? And then music is culture, music is vibration, music is is black people, Absolutely. you know, in my, in my opinion. You know, like that's that's what moves us. So I'm like, this is I wanted to put music and hip-hop and our culture at the highest level like let's present our ourselves at the highest level not just the the bs that you see on the blogs and stuff let's like show what we're really doing so i started off i I made um a few little documentaries i I made like just just on my own i made a um documentary about jay-z who i think is a fascinating brother who did a lot to break barriers and get through the culture i did one on on um, Senator Kamala Harris at the time, she wasn't vice president, obviously at the time, but she was, um, I think, running for the senate or something. I just thought, I just think we need to tell stories like that are different, you know that. That one young black some
0: girl. interesting comments though. I will say that, like that one, uh, like it, it, I, I it, watched it, the Kamala it, Harris it, one, um, and I'm it, not it, a it, fan it, of hers at all. However, <laughs> I thought you you put her in a really good light, but maybe yeah, she's and that's a polarizing true. figure. Yeah,
1: and that's the thing. I feel like, and that's another conversation we can have too, but I feel like regardless of politics or whatever, I feel like there's so many images, right, that go out there to our young Black people, especially like our Black girls and our young Black sisters, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like we see the Meg Thee Stallions, the Cardi B's, and the, you know, whatever, and we, but we don't see that. I don't know if we're showing young black girls and young black boys that you can be more than just rappers. You can be more than just entertainers. You can be a lawyer. You can be a Senator. You can be a doctor, whatever. And I think it's important yeah. just to tell those stories. Like if I'm going to tell the Jay Z story, I got to tell the Kamala Harris story too. And a thousand other stories like that, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, and that, one, that one got, as you can see, it got a lot of attention also got a lot of heat and yeah. whatever, but um. That's kind of the 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 mode and the spirit that I and a couple partners of mine started C Suite Music, um, and it's just kind of going on from there. Then um, it it, br- it brings us kind of to where we are now. Um, um, shortly thereafter, I made a, a, another one of these documentary st- style videos about um, Irv Gotti and Murder Inc. And that was dope. That one just went crazy. Like there had never been no story. No no one who really had did a definitive piece on, on Murder Inc. And, and herb and all the stuff that they did in that era. And I just did it. I just did it. I didn't ask for permission, you know, um I didn't um get anybody's approval. I just went ahead and just did it. And it, it kind of blew up online. And long story short, um Irv seen it and then asked me to come be a part of his actual making of his documentary. I've been rocking ever since.
0: So, Irv just called you up out the blue, like, hey, I want you to come on and, and, and do this for real.
1: It wasn't really out the blue. It was, it was well, for me, it was out the blue. Um, just to give a little context on that.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I made this documentary. Uh, I was in grad school at the time. I, I, I'm, I'm from Cali, but I, I moved to the East Coast, um, to New York, uh, to go to school, to go to NYU for grad school. And so I made this mm. whole thing like in my apartment, like the first couple of nights I moved in, and I put it up on YouTube. You know, maybe October, and I and then in March of the following year, 2019, um, my my mother passed away, and it was you know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a condolences. Only, yeah, thank you, brother.
0: I've been there too. My mother passed away in in
1: 2020, so I know. Man, it's so I, I feel so I'm so sorry. That's 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 we are never. We're never too old to lose our moms, man. Like we we're never we're never ready for that. We're never no, ready, and I'm, I'm, it's crazy, right? But yeah, that
0: that sting don't go away.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't to this day. To this day, and it's been almost three years now. But um, and I and I'm an only child. I'm an only child. I'm 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 a mama's boy. I'm proud to say it. Still am, and
0: um, I'm not mad at that. Me too.
1: Yeah, I, you know I'm, I'm a mama, <laughs> mama's boy, as You know, but. So yeah, the, the the doc had came out on, and I dropped in October on YouTube. It was picking up momentum, picking up momentum, and you know people was liking it, sharing it, whatever. But it was just you know it, it had been sitting around for like four or five months. Mm-hmm. So my mom passes. I, I fly back from New York to to Cali to you know put my mother away and and do all that. Um, and then then we had her service, her funeral service. And then the following week we buried her. Mm-hmm. The day that I buried my mom. I was so just distraught, and you you know that feeling, man. Like you yes. just you're never ready to see him go. You can't. And I just like I said, you know what? I told a couple of my a couple of my cousins. I said I gotta just do something to get my mind off of everything. Let's let's go see the movie Us. The movie Us that just came out that night. Uh-huh. And so we all went to the theater. And I'm sitting there. You know, I'm still I'm still messed up. I'm like I'm not in a good space at all. But I'm like I'm just trying to push through it. And I'm sitting there and I pick up my phone and I'm like, I see my whole timeline just blowing up. And I'm like, okay, that's interesting. What's going on? And I read one of the comments and people are like, yo, Irv Gotti is trying to get in touch with you. Irv Gotti is trying to reach you. You should go on his Instagram page. I'm like, and this, everything is like a blur to me because I'm like, okay, I'm probably, I must have. They must have buried me with my mom because I ain't this is unreal, this is whatever. <laughs> and so I go on my page, and lo and behold, it's a it's a whole post of a screenshot of my documentary on Herb Gotti's page. And un- underneath, he wrote this long caption about um, you know, yo, whoever knows this guy, Michael Payton, uh, he did an unauthorized doc on me. And I, I'm reading, I'm like, oh shit. He's gonna, you know, he's yeah. gonna like tell is, me. Is yeah. But as I'm reading it, he's like, I- I'm watching it and it's actually pretty good. And you know what? I want to find this guy and I want to put him on and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, holy shit. And so somebody was like, and, and he's like, if you guys know Michael Payton, tell him to reach out to me, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, I just go into his DMs like, yo, I'm Michael Payton. What's up? And we changed numbers and we got to talking the next day. Shortly thereafter, I flew back from um i flew back from cali directly to to er to meet with urban new york um living on the east anyway where i flew back i just went right to him and mm-hmm. we just started rocking like he just started we we just he was like "Yo, like i i admire your drive and your hunger like i want you to i want to put you on i want to give you opportunity to 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 do my real documentary and um at the time we didn't know it was gonna be with BET or who or whoever it was gonna be with, but he was like, I'm you know, I'm gonna set it up and you're gonna be the guy that directs it, you're gonna produce it. And and that was in March of 2019, and here we are today, and we we're um we're we're about to drop this documentary soon on uh on BET.
0: That's fucking dope. Okay, totally, okay, slightly connected, I guess. But have you met Ashanti?
1: Ha had to ask bro. I've not met Ashanti yet. I am uh I look forward to meeting meeting Ashanti. I'm I'm, Ashanti was (laughs) when I was um when I was growing up, man, it was two it was two women that I knew I was gonna marry. That was Alicia Keys and Ashanti. And you know what I mean? But uh now you know I'm 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 older and she's a beautiful lady. I, I got my, a lady of my own right now. But Shanti is still I'm, I'm still a big fan of her music. And she's um she's just done so much great work and really paved the way for so many, so many female artists. People don't know Shanti was like really the first big black female artist of the of the new millennium. You know, like Aaliyah had just passed away, Beyonce hadn't quite hit. Mm-hmm. On a solo level, but and Ashanti was she came out and sold like ridiculous amounts of records. She was like America's sweetheart, and yeah. she was huge. And so yeah. I think I think people just forget how big Ashanti was yeah. and and still is. People still love Ashanti, and I'm I'm looking forward to meeting him.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, you know, like first off, I think that Murder Inc. story being told is long overdue. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, they ran into to to Fifty. And he just overshadowed. Like, I went to see Ja Rule live. And I wasn't the biggest yes. fan of Ja Rule um until I saw him perform. And your yeah, man is phenomenal. Like I was, I left that show. It's two, it's two artists over, over my lifetime that just totally blew me out the way unexpectedly. He was one of them. MC Hammer was the other.
1: Hammer. Shout out to Hammer. Yo, Hammer's show? Hammer show
0: fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's a circus, bro. It's like That's a circus in a great way. That's what I heard. Oh my And And when when he was like at the high and hammer, like everybody hated hammer, like everybody hated <laughs> him but loved hammer. Yeah. Well, we talked yeah. all types of shit about him. Yeah. Um, but when I went to go see him perform, bro, like it it changed my absolute perspective, not only on him, but hip-hop going forward. Yeah murder inc what was the part about murder inc that surprised you the most
1: that surprised me the most um i can't say i was really surprised It's more about being inspired like that's part of the Mm -hmm. reason why i took on wanting to do this story on my own right is because Mm -hmm. i grew up even though i grew up a bay area kid and in proud bay area proud california kid i'm I was enamored by the whole East Coast, Def Jam, Rockefeller, Murder Inc. Bad Boy, that whole thing. I was like, it just felt like another world to me. It just felt like these guys were getting so much money. They were mm. riding around in bit like listen, oh. I love my Bay Area Oakland folks, but we was riding around in you know scrapers and going dumb, and, and that's dope. But they were riding around in like Bentleys and Maybacks and like just a whole mm. nother level of luxury, a whole nother level of black excellence. I was like that shit is dope. Like that always just inspired me. So I and I was always just enamored by this idea, like these, these kids from the street, like these, these brothers from nothing. Like literally, these guys don't come from no form, they didn't have no MBAs, they didn't have no formal training, no none of that. So they just were raw talent. And here they are with you know hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in in responsibilities and in assets and things that they're creating with their with just this hip-hop culture. Mm-hmm. So Herb Gotti and, and Murder Inc. was always one of those stories I was just fascinated by. Just like how how did like these dudes from Queens like just take nothing? Just take nothing, literally nothing. Like Herb, again, no college degrees, no no none of that stuff that they tell you you need to do and to be successful in America. And they just they just went. It just went hard and they they believed in themselves and herb believed in himself and his artists. And it was you know, here they are in in the in the boardrooms in in, in corporate America taking shit over. So that's what yeah. I would say, um, inspired me, and I guess surprise, if you will, just because of the 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 sheer fact that these guys just come from nothing. Um, but but that's that's what drew me to the story, and that's what continues to draw me to the story. And I'm, I'm hoping that people feel that when we put this when we do put this thing out, that people feel. Um, that passion, that inspiration that I felt that made me want to even do this story. Because it's it's a lot. It's a lot to it. I'm surprised they didn't want to do a movie. Oh, the movie's coming. The movie's coming. Don't worry about that. The movie is coming. Yo, because people don't realize, like,
0: they beat the feds. And that's like mm-hmm. a 1% shot. Like, and I don't <laughs> give a shit how much money you got, what you look like. The feds, 99% of the time, lock niggas up.
1: No, no, not 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 one percent shot at the time when they were being indicted. There was a ninety nine point eight percent chance. Uh, I'm sorry, the conviction rate on the feds at that time at a federal level. So they had like a point two percent chance of beating the feds. This is why most people make plea deals and, and most right. people don't. You know, what I mean, because they, they you're just not going to beat the federal government. It's the United States government. It's the FBI. How the hell are you going to beat the government? You know, but they really yeah. believed they knew they were innocent, they believed in their innocence. They they just kept like, yo, we're not gonna go down for something that we didn't do and we ain't, you know, and, and that's honorable, man. That's that's some level of courage and integrity that we missing big time in our culture today. Big time. They
0: don't get enough respect for that because a lot of people in their shoes would have lied on preen, whether they hmm. knew shit or not, to get their ass out of sling. Facts. You know, so I got it. You know, I learned some shit in, in 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 your documentary that I I was like, okay, man, like I'm looking forward to it. When is it dropping?
1: We're we're hoping it comes uh, mid mid this year. We ain't going. We ain't giving an exact date yet, but oh. mid mid 2020, it'll be it'll be on your streaming devices and and in your living rooms. And so, what's you know, the
0: difference like, between like, a producer and a director?
1: So a director, I mean, in my case, it's all it's all merged into one because I'm just doing a lot. But a producer puts kind of puts things, pieces together. A producer kind of helps. In in theory, a producer kind of helps to um, like the director has a vision and the producer kind of helps bring things together. Right. So I'm in this role. I'm pretty much both director and producer. And I got an incredible team of, of uh, folks i'm working with over at visionary um and and um and b e t just an incredibly talented group of people but in, in my role i'm i'm both the visionary um and and one of the producers you know one of the people who are going out and i out we're i'm doing the, a lot of the interviews i'm um collecting a lot of these stories and just helping to piece things together so cool. it's it's really um in my in my case, it's kind of hard to distinguish which which is which, but um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm playing both roles. I have both hats on this time. And how hands-on has Irv been? Irv is, I mean, in, in this situation, listen, this is a documentary about murdering. Mm-hmm. And, and he, may, even when he wanted to, when he brought me in from the beginning, he was like, I want you to tell my story, like, and he's like, the reason why I was so good, because, you know, he didn't know me. He didn't know me from anybody like and i, and right. I did documentary and i was being pretty i was pretty unbiased i was pretty um pretty straight down the middle right and he, he liked that he, he didn't he doesn't want someone to tell the story of murdering who's going to be biased on one side or the other you know he was like one of the reasons one of the if he were to get like a, a hype williams or a bit a benny boom or someone who he's been rocking with for so long to do his doc they were going to be biased because yeah. they all know him and I've over the years, I've grown to know and love and and, and appreciate Irv on a, on a personal level. But at the end of the day, I am focused on telling the murdering story. This is not the Irv Gotti story. This is the murdering story. And obviously, Irv plays a you know, central role in this whole story. But there's so many things that go on around that went on into making this label. You know, there was, you know, people don't remember that um, it's, it's, jay-z dmx they played a role in the birth of murdering yeah um, people don't know that you know uh, uh the, the ashanti story and ja rule and lloyd and there's so many other people that came along that it's not just one it's not just one uh individual it's it's a whole collective of folks so um i would say just to answer your question irv, irv has been pretty hands off in terms of like you you know no, he's not saying you don't do this, don't tell this, tell he's like, I'm a, I trust you that you're gonna tell the story in, in the way that mm-hmm. you know needs to be told. So what's what's after this? Oh man, right now I'm fo- dead focused on murdering documentary, but we got a few other projects in the works. I have a, a little project I'm working on right now with um was well, not a little, but I have a project I'm working on with with Supreme. Um uh um, and 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 Mike Tyson is called the uh, the mundane truth um that's a whole it other scares conversation me. yeah mike 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 scares me oh mike mike is listen i met mike <laughs> mike is listen i'm 6 foot 2 i'm not a small guy but and mike is is you know a little bit sh- shorter than me but mike is it's not a joke mike is intimidating man Mike is is not, uh, he's not a joke, man. <laughs>
0: I've seen some of his interviews
1: and I don't think I would go on his show, man. I'd be, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I would love to hang out with him, but I really don't want to hang out with Mike. Like, I, don't, I don't want him to like revert to the pissed off Mike. Right, right,
1: right, right, because I'm running, I'm out of there. Wrestle and train with like tigers and shit. I'm I'm cool. Oh my god, I'm all right.
0: We need, I I mean, not to be the dead horse, but we need the hammer documentary,
1: bro. Oh man, who you telling? Who you telling? Like, I've heard pieces over
0: the years, and your man, they say your man's is a goon,
1: which is intriguing. No, he is, he is. Hammer is not a joke. People think that Hammer is like some, you know, because he did the dance, he had the pants and all that stuff. No, Hammer is not no joke. Hammer was a real guy. Hammer was a real, like he was really from the town. Like people forget that. Like he was really from from the for those who don't know, the town is a slang for Oakland, but uh he's re- he's really about it. So so yeah, yeah, that that documentary needs to be, we need to do that. There's a guy Amber, uh, to and listen, I'm not gonna man. say his
0: name, but there's a guy that's really cool with him. Um, remind me, and I'll try to tap you in with
1: him, and maybe we we'll can yeah. kind of yeah, work that yeah.
0: because I've been wanting to interview the guy for like but he doesn't do interviews.
1: No, Hammer is he's he's cool. He's chilling. He's chilling, he, chilling. He, ain't, yeah. he ain't tripping off this media shit no more. I don't blame him.
0: <laughs> he is inspirational, and I don't think I yes. think he undervalues his uh his his. Contribution to the culture.
1: Yes, yes. I think people. I think people undervalue Hammer's contribution. I think people just forget that there was no big pop rap superstar None. before. Hammer. No. Like Hammer was doing
0: Pepsi commercials and shit until Hammer.
1: Oh, no, he, he I remember got Hammer slammed
0: had a slam for that.
1: I remember Hammer had a, 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 a action figure, and I remember I just always wanted his action figure. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I never could get it one of my cousins had it and I was always so jealous I'm like I can't get to that but you had an action figure you had Pepsi commercials he was he was the guy he was the yes, guy before you know before all the, the, the gangster rap bullshit took up took off um he he was that dude he was that dude and yeah. he was from the town
0: yes and then diddy diddy did exactly the same shit that he did but he made it cool to be able to do it
1: yes 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 absolutely puff, um that's one of the things I talk about too, like that people don't know that 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 is actually a big reason why murdering kinda of, or herb Gotti and and like d m x when they launched his career, it was to be the opposite of the puffy and the mm-hmm. shiny suit it was like yeah, at the time, everything was puffy, shiny suits, mace, bad boy and b <laughs> records, and you know it just it was rapid kind of got a little bit soft um. And then, so here, here comes Irv on the scene with DMX, and 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 you know, Rough Riders and Dean and all them had DMX, but Herb kind of helped propel X on the scene on the mainstream level. And you know, it was like, let's take it back to the streets, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Like that, that was, that was the first line, X's first single. And it's like, yo, know, that and and that's what ch- kind of changed the game and put Irv on the map on a whole different level. DMX. X was a, a fucking alien. Rest
0: in peace for that king, because that dude, that that one year is may go right. down in history as he may go down as the
1: most accomplished in one year for a hip hop artist ever. He's the first rapper I think ever to sell to come out twice in one year and both albums sold like over five million records or something like that. It's
0: ridiculous. They both went number one, if I remember correct. Yeah. Crazy. So, so, so going back to you rapping, what was your rap name?
1: M. Peyton. That's it. That's it. That's it. I didn't have no, I never could think of no creative. <laughs> it, just, <laughs> it was just, was like M. Peyton. <laughs> I always wanted like a cool, man, because oh, I need a drink. Oh, <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> excuse me. I stopped because. Truthfully, it was. I spent so long trying to break into the game, right? And I was always a fan of of like lyrics, lyricists. Like I'm a I'm a Nas guy. I'm a I'm a um, Jay Jay is my favorite rapper of all time. I'm a Jay Z guy. Um, My I, I like music that says something. Right. Mm -hmm. I like music that I can, that can, that touches people. And I always wanted to be that kind of artist. And um, it just, I was just hitting a lot of walls. I was just hitting a lot of brick walls um, uh, creatively and just, I couldn't break through. Right. Uh, Doing like this type of music that I was, I was the lyrical, spiritual miracle type of guy. Right. (laughs) And, (laughs) you know, I was the, you know, that was, that was that guy. And I, and I always wanted you know, made music that, that kind of had like a message not necessarily like a preachy type of conscience rap but just something like, that like, just like, was like, like the hier- hieroglyphics kind of but I, I would say i was pro- looking back now it's probably more al- on along the lines of like a j cole or like a really okay. bad version of kid you know like i like that was a type of like i, I like to experiment like with sounds and i just wanted to, you know but, but whatever so i um I, again, I just kept hitting, hitting brick walls. I, I remember I would be performing at shows, and, and like people would be doing like the type of turn up music, and it would be like everyone's going crazy. And I come up and perform my shit, my my like my J Cole type of shit, and people would just stand there like they nodding their heads, but it's like yeah, it's cool, whatever. So I I was like, man, fuck that, man. I'm not doing this no more. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna um, do what it takes for me to get on because I I just needed at some point, you know, as an artist, you want to get on the radio, you want to get mm-hmm. booked for shows. And, you know, and at the time, you know, I, I was like, I was going to a lot of parties, you know, in college and just kind of seeing what people were vibing and reacting to. So I made a couple of records that were really along that line. And I made this one record. I won't even say it. Cause I don't, I don't want people to look it up. But I made this one record and like, it was a vibe. It was a turn up record. It was a party record. And Mind you, i I I was the type of rapper. I never I, like I never used the word bitch. I never like I never like to de- like I'm not the type of guy try to like degrade women and like mm-hmm. that's never was my thing. But I was just on some fuck it. I'ma just say whatever. I'm gonna say whatever I feel. This is what people want. And I just said the most outlandish shit in this song. And the song went. Like it actually went. <laughs> like it didn't go like national, but like it went for a little bit. Like it it yeah. I got picked up, got picked up on the radio. People were calling, requesting it. I got um, I was getting labels reaching out to me and all kind of shit. And I was and it was it was kind of dope. I was like, oh shit, it's my first real hit. I'm like, but then I remember I saw some kids making uh this is like right at the start, of like Instagram when people start mm-hmm. making videos to your song, and I saw some kids and they were like young girls and they were like. Twerking to my song, mm. and it just something didn't sit well with me. Like, it just did not. I just didn't. I was like, I'm you know, and I'm a I'm a I'm, a, I'm a, at the time I was in college, I was like, I'm raised by a good mom. Like, I'm not that guy at all. I'm not the type of guy. I'm not in the club making it rain. I'm not like, that's just like not my thing. And I'm like, damn, man, I could be saying something or doing something to inspire these kids, and they're listening to me saying, you know. Turn up, bitch, or whatever, whatever, whatever. I don't even remember the lyrics no more. But it was like, and I'm just seeing these like kids, and they're like kids. They're like, it has to be no more than 14, 15. They're twerking to my songs. And I'm and I didn't like quit after that, but it kind of turned me off from the whole thing. I was like, you know what? I can be doing something like if this is what it takes for me to make it in this business. I, want that. I just don't want not that. that. I don't know if I not that way. Like if I, if right. I can't break into this business and, and be like a Kendrick level or like a, a Cole level artist. And listen, I'm sure if I if I would have kept pushing it, I probably could have. But at some point, it was just becoming too much. Like it was, being an artist is very costly. It's very, it's just a lot. You know, it's a lot. And, and, I, and, and I have more gifts than just music. And, I, and music is always in my DNA. It's in my DNA. I, I'm always going to love music. I'm not saying that won't make records again, but as far as being a career, I'm like, Nah, I, I'm, I don't want it that way. You know, who knows? I mean who well, knows about who knows if I don't circle back one day and, and just put out a record and, and you should, bro. Who knows? Like who knows? I mean but because I'm,
0: Kendrick and, and J. Cole had the benefit of the internet. So they were able right. to be who they were right. and find them, and find like minded individuals without right. having to go out physically and search for them. Right. Right. So that was like a, you know because before that like if you weren't on the East Coast and you weren't like part of the Native tongues or right. like um for, for, for the town you know like like uh Delta Funky Homo sapien mm-hmm. and that Top whole Delta. camp you had yeah. to be kind of like clicked up with one of the exactly. other anybody in between was gonna find it extremely hard to 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 really stay who you were and it's hard.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah it's hard and. and- I didn't have those kind of those kind of connections at the time. I felt like in the, being in the Bay, the Bay Area, and I love the Bay. We we are very independent minded. We're very, yeah. Um, we yeah. we Marshall be of our own drum, right? I'll never I, I I no matter where I go, I'll always bring that kind of Bay Area. I, I, I live in L.A. right now, but that same mentality is with me right now. But the Bay is just not that. Like the Bay is not that. The Bay ain't. Yeah. LA or New York, in, in a way that you're going you're going to get connected to guys who are you know at Universal or Dev Jam or people yeah. who you know it's yeah. just it's just a different culture and and very true at the time the internet was there, but the industry was still very much about who do you know. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. And the other thing was that truthfully, if you can't find a voice, if you don't have your own your own voice that you can stand on and and say this is what I am or who I am then you probably, you don't, you don't need to be on that mic. Like, and that's just, and at some point I was kind of struggling to find out who, who in the fuck is Michael, like, is M. Payton? Like, is he the turn up party rapper guy? Is he the, the, the deep into, I mean, you can be both. You can be both if that's really who you are. But at some point, if you're just doing things just because you're trying to make it in the business and not about not actually being passionate about the music that you're making or the content that you're making, just trying to step back and find other ways to um yeah
0: so your boy jigger is he right it, it, it can he be beating the verses i got somebody that i know for a fact could be <laughs> shout but out it ain't, to it, him. It, it ain't a rapper out. though
1: the only mary, person that mary probably- j
0: blige would wash jay-z no nah. and i've said i've said this publicly like and people are like, well, she's not a rapper. It doesn't have to be a rapper to me.
1: I saw somebody say me. the only person that can beat Jay is Beyonce. That's funny. Um probably she not wrong. It's probably not wrong. I mean, B is B is hard, but i mm-hmm. will n- be honest with you, ain't nobody when it comes to rap, at least if we start going outside the genre, we can we can we can have that conversation. But when it comes to rap, Ain't nobody touching Jig on the mic. Ain't nobody touching hey. Jig on the stage. Nah,
0: Drake, Drake or 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 nah. or, or Wheezy, no. and Drake no. actually probably wins. No, no, because he's just more. He's been killing the game for the last decade.
1: He has, and I listen. I'm a big Drake fan. I love Drake. Like Drake is, I think probably probably the the artist of this last decade and when it comes to rap like he is just no doubt he has done something even even jay hasn't done no, no one has done 10 years straight i mean he is i mean even people want to sell like like oh like the the 96 even the bulls didn't have this kind of run the warriors didn't no, yeah. have this kind of run nobody's had this kind of run ever the the, the cowboys we'll talk about that no. later but the cowboys didn't have this kind of run you know like no one's had this kind of run ever right and, so, uh, and, and tom brady would be comparable Tom Brady, you're right. You're right. Maybe Tom Brady may be the only thing, the only person that's actually comparable to yeah. Drake's run. That's yeah. that's it. That's that's yeah. that's. But Drake is Drake is yeah. So all that being said, still no one is touching Jay. If if it's on a song for song, especially if they're standing on stage and they have to kind of perform. It depends
0: on where the stage is at. If they're in New York, I have to give it to Jiggy. Anywhere
1: else. Put put it put it in Kansas. You can put the you can put the Shoot. show in Kansas. You can put it you in Kansas. Put in it in New- Kansas and J- and Jay-Z loses badly to Drake. Nah, I'm telling you. I've seen have you seen Jay perform live? Not like
0: I went and bought a ticket and went, but I've seen him on TV live.
1: I, I've I've went to Jay uh to Jay's concerts and it's he's he he stands in one spot and everyone always used to get at Jay. he's standing in one spot. He He stands in one spot, but he just has a command over the audience that you can't, I mean, especially now, especially he's, he just gotten. at first Jay was, he was okay. He was an okay performer, like in the nineties and whatever. But as he's matured into his, he knows the records that works. Yeah. He knows, and it doesn't matter. I've seen him perform on TV, at least like in front of German audiences, uh, White audiences, black audiences, it doesn't matter. Like he shuts that shit. If you watch the Jay-Z and Beyonce um on the run tour Mm -hmm. show on BT, I mean sorry, on on, uh on, on HBO, he and I love B and I, you know, but he 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 killed that shit. Like, I'm not saying she didn't hold her own. Clearly, it's Beyonce, but it's something about Jay that's just like you. He brings you into those records, and Drake. Drake is a good performer. Drake has also gotten better, but Drake. Nah, I don't know, man. And I, I could just be completely biased, but I just really feel that like I—I I have to say I agree with Jay that ain't nobody touching him on that stage. Mm. He's supposed to say that though. I will. I, I will give him that.
0: You're supposed to say that. Like, I got. I don't want no artist to be like, "Well, well I, don't I know. Know. Pretty, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. I, I probably lose to so and so, even yeah. though. Realistically, when you go home and you look in the mirror, you know you're not beating X, Y, or Z, right? But I don't want to hear that shit publicly, right? Nobody wants to hear basketball players. You know, I'm okay, but (laughs) if I play against so and so, he's going to drop fifty on me. I don't want to hear that
1: shit. I don't care how
0: trash you are.
1: But Jay actually might. Jay Jay has the benefit of actually, in my opinion, being right. Like I just I I think you can put him on stage with anybody. You can put him on stage Mm -hmm. with Madonna. You Put them on stage with anybody. I think you're not touching them on that versus stick. I just don't think you are. Uh, I'm you, I'm, Madonna. But, uh, I, but I'm, I'm thinking I'm in the I'm, 80s. Right, right, right. I'm just saying Madonna. I'm like, who who whoever, whoever, like put them up against anybody. Like I've had people who tell me they went to the the Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake uh tour that they did a few years back and it's like Jay, shut that shit down, and what? Like people almost didn't even realize Justin Timberlake was there. <laughs> you know, like that's what I can kind of get, though.
0: Hmm? Like, like, I can a,
1: understand that one. Justin's right? a good performer. I, I, I Justin's my guy. Justin's my guy. But I don't see him taking the art.
0: Like Jay Z's audience is going to travel, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and his audience, to me, in my opinion, is going to travel way more than Justin Timberlake's.
1: Really. Justin Timberlake yeah. was in in sync. Justin Timberlake was one of the biggest. Is still one of the biggest artists like ever. Like he's and he's a performer. He he doesn't. He sings. He dances. He plays the guitar. He puts on a show. JT Justin, puts on
0: a show. He, he lost black folks though after the Super Bowl. Yeah, he did lose a little bit. He did lose a little. Bit. And, and and you know like in the lane he's in, if you ain't got niggas, you's a rap.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know so uh, I, yeah I, I, still can absolutely see that I still enjoy it. I think he he makes some really funky funky music i i, I enjoy it, but yeah, so you're I'm, right a lot of folks yeah, did. It I, was did was
0: I give you a hundred million dollar budget to make a movie what's the movie you make oh shit huh
1: damn that's a good question you know i I'll say this. I've always, now see, I gotta be careful what I say because people might oh, out here selling ideas and shit. But I've always been fascinated with like, why does every black movie have to be like a race movie, or, or have to be like a, uh, you know, it has to talk about, like especially we're talking about like, these old like. These movies that kind of touch on these period pieces, like mm-hmm. you know, like um
0: where's our generation's boomerang? Well, this generation's right. boomerang.
1: But like when you look at movies like The Help or The Butler or yeah. Twelve yeah. Years a Slave or even like um, what's the one movie when they're talking about going to all the the sisters help get the the rocket oh, and
0: NASA? The, uh, I can't remember the name of the movie. You Although know, I did enjoy that movie though.
1: Yeah. Great movie, but it's yeah. like all these pieces, and particularly these period pieces have to um have to do with like race and overcoming race like what about just like what was black folks just doing back then who just not that everyone I know was like focused on the movement and focused on black people getting their but like what was like a just a a cool like romantic story or a cool like coming of age story about like a bunch of black kids going to a hbcu or something like that and it didn't we don't the 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 moral of the story is not race it's not um like oh let's overcome jim crow i mean maybe that's in there but the the it's base of the life. story it's just life like i like her and she likes me and i failed this test and i did like if I had $100 to to make a movie, I would probably do something along that line where it's just, like, black... Like, the one thing I, like, really, really enjoyed about um, the show Insecure that, you know, Ray did, Um, I think it's a phenomenal show, and it's... You you know, I think what what I enjoyed the most about it is just you have black folks just being, like, not the superhero, not... The magical negro not the magical sister mm-hmm. it's just like regular as ad- just existing like yeah you know what i mean like yeah i do br- bruh's a barber bruh works in tech she's a struggling entrepreneur like whatever and they just exist in like she they're not oh they didn't um Nobody's nobody raps except for Issa when she raps in the mirror. But like nobody's like trying to be a rapper, or nobody's trying to be like it's not like a big, you know, oh this it's guy. Not cliche,
0: uh, 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 yeah, it's, not cliche, it's not a cliche. A thon
1: Yeah, it's not cliche It's also just not like like I feel like in society and you know, oftentimes black folks have to be like more, so much more than their counterparts just to be just to yeah. get the basics. Like, yeah. you know, Chris Rock had this great routine on <laughs> his, his stand-up. He was like, you know, I, me and Mary J. Blige live on the same block, but you know, uh, it's like an expensive neighborhood, and everyone else in my neighborhood is doctors and dentists, and he's like, you know what the average black person would have to do to live in my neighborhood? They would have to invent teeth. You know, it's like, <laughs> and he does it better than me. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> it's, it's real, though. It's like, you can't just be you can't just be like like jay for example jay clearly there's like some brilliance there there clearly was some brilliance there from way back but yeah. because of circumstances he ended up going in the streets and he could have been all kind of different all kind you know there before the grace of god that he end up where he is today but imagine if he just was like you know like like if he had the same opportunities as like bill gates or Steve Jobs, he would probably be the guy making Tesla, or he would probably be the guy who invented the chip. Well, you know what? It's like, we have genius in our community. We have all yeah. these things, but but sometimes yeah. in order for us to make it, you have to be Jay-Z. You have to be, you know, Irv Gotti. You have to be this person who is like just a magical Negro, if you will. <laughs> like who can, who can leap buildings with a single bound. Like, and, and what I enjoyed about the, the, the insecure show and and what i would be interested in doing if if, if and, and i'm not really like a, a film like i i mean i'm sorry i love film but i'm i'm not really i'm i'm definitely more of a documentary type of guy mm-hmm. like i'm i'm definitely interested in making like documentaries not necessarily the more traditional like scripted films but if i were to make mm-hmm. a film it would probably be something along that line just because it's time for the show black folks um and 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 just um Hate to say it but like in a mundane way, like black folks need to be regular, I, like I
0: completely get it. Like, I would love to see Black Wall Street, and yeah. it doesn't have to be Black Wall Street per se, right? It's right. just what happened in Black Wall Street, you know. The day to day I'm going to the cleaners, it's black folks yeah. that run the cleaners. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, I'm going to the pharmacist as a brother, you know, and it doesn't right. have to be, oh, I'm going to the black pharmacist. No, I'm just, right. just want to pick up some right. medicine, right. you know. It, so I, I absolutely get what you're saying, and that would be. Although you know, like like everything has its place. I love the period pieces. I love to learn about us. Yeah. Like I think, uh, uh, what is that Operation Move? Is was that the name of it in Baltimore where they they blew up the whole block? Mm, yeah, not in Baltimore. Yeah. I think I mean Boston. I believe. Yeah, um, like I would like to see a movie about that just because I don't know much about it. I don't think this generation right. even recognizes that this this government literally bombed a community in their lifetime or in their parents' lifetime. You know, because I, I I remember that shit. Like these niggas right. actually just blew up a whole block and right. got away with the shit. Right. Shit so was fucking ridiculous. But yeah, I would love to see just you know, like there's been some movies over the years so I'm like, uh the one with Delray was what's the that boy's name? Del Delray Linden is that his name? Yeah, the tall brother. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it. the movie where his wife died. I Can't remember the name right. of that movie, but that was just a really good movie about shit happening to black folks.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I, I agree with you. You've done a lot of documentaries yeah. too, man. Like, and it seemed like you stopped last year. What happened?
1: Um. Well, I've been dead focused on building this out this Murder Inc. documentary. This is a uh-huh. the Murder Inc. documentary. The Murder Inc. world is a big world. It's not just you know, it's not just like a uh, Herb Gotti and Ja Rule, and Ashanti. It's it's a big world. It's like it's like building out the Avengers. You know, it's like building out like mm-hmm. that type of level of, of 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 characters. And so we've just been spending the last two years really developing this thing, really trying to build this Mm -hmm. thing out and make it the best, you know, documentary series that we can possibly make it. And, you know, our partners at BET have been just incredibly supportive and helpful and and really pushing us to make this thing the best that we can make it because it's an incredible story and it needs to be told right. So that's really why you haven't seen any, like, new of my own, like, aside pieces really coming out because I'm just really dead focused on this. Um, and and I have done some other things like I, you know, one of the things that I also um, do or or, or want to do is kind of use film or use like media as a as a way to kind of bridge communication between you know those in power and those who don't necessarily have the power, those with mm-hmm. resources and those who don't. And yeah. you know, I've worked at a local level, a state level, a little bit of a national level with, with like government and politics. And it's, it's a messed up, screwed up thing. And, but the thing is that we, as a community, have to still get these resources because we are taxpayers. We are citizens. We are people who contribute to the society and we deserve to get the resources and get things from our government or things from, our society that we Absolutely. deserve. And so Thanks. one of the things I've spent over the last year and a half doing is I, I've been working with I had worked with um, like the state of California on like doing these these interesting like documentary pieces. And honestly, they, the, the state and the governor's office have been extremely like, like really open and let me go in as a filmmaker and just tell these stories. Like they, you know, let me go into communities of color, tribal communities, um, black folks, Asian folks, whoever, and just talk straight about like why people don't trust the government. Mm. Like, and I did a whole documentary series um around that, you know, last year. and, And the governor's office actually put it out. The governor of California. So like Shit like that is like things that I think is is it's it's helpful. Like being able to speak truth to power, using this, using this content, using this this media platform to be able to give my community and and not just my community, but all communities who are out here trying to like have their voices heard and 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 be a part of this thing called America. Like have their voices heard and speak truth to power. And that's probably one of the most um that project that I did was probably one of the most Stimulating things I've ever done. You know, just getting out there, getting getting, being able to go out there and talk to real people, get people to tell their stories, share their stories with me, and, and knowing that these stories are going to go to the highest levels, and at least in our state, mm-hmm. uh, and, and people are listening. Like, you know, is it going to change anything? TBT, yeah. you know, or, or TBD, we'll see, but at least have an opportunity. To be to... <laughs> no, no, I, I got to cut you off, bro. You already changed something. Oh,
0: man, man. Like, like Give yourself—you got. We, we gotta learn how to give ourselves our own flowers, man. And the fact oh, that man. you conceptualized that and brought that to fruition is a change, bro. Man. So if don't nobody else tell you, man, I'm proud of you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate that, brother. For real, for no real. doubt. And I gotta put and it that- out there, man. I butchered the man's name on the flyer. It's completely my fault. I take ownership and responsibility for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Michael so I want to
0: publicly apologize.
1: <laughs> well, I look back at it. I'm like, yo, you was asking me what my rap name was. I'm like, that would have been a dope ass rap name, Michael J. Payne. <laughs> How dope is, is that? Right?
0: Got uh, it's, it's RJ Payne.
1: That's Cat dope. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. dope. It that's dope. That's yeah. Yeah. Um, so, somebody, yeah. Somebody called me uh, Michael Payment. I'm like, that's a fucking great name, too. <laughs>
0: that, that is a dope name right there. Yo, like, I would rock
1: with Yo. that. Yes. Yeah.
0: So uh, do you have, like, interns?
1: Do I have interns? You know, like,
0: somebody wants to, you know, they're in film school now, they want to they wanna hook up with you, link up, and, and learn from you. No, you know, but all I'm all
1: definitely... That. I, I'm definitely very open and interested in in, in um, bringing people in and talking to pe- talking to fo- young people. I, I go back um, to my schools often because um, I'm a graduate. I graduated got my BA from San Francisco State University here in Cali, and I got my my master's degree from NYU. And so, I every you know every year I try to make time to go up. Well, during the pandemic, it's been virtual. But oh. I try to make space to like talk to the students and answer their questions and give them any kind of resources or help that I that I can I can offer them. And I'm definitely open to like at some point bringing in some interns, bringing in some young people to help mentor them in this space. And um, absolutely. Like and if anybody out there is listening, feel free to reach out to me. We'll put my information out there and, and y'all can get in touch with me and, um, you know, Reach out and I'm always happy to try to build up the next generation because shit, I'm I'm getting up there now, man. I need to make sure I'm passing this information down to the next. And you know, know, and that's
0: interesting because what I was gonna say is when you decide you want to do a documentary on old black guys trying to give out a little wisdom, hit me up. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'll be right
0: there. (laughs) That's something that's that's actually something that I've thought about over the years, is we don't have enough personal time capsules. No, and I don't think that our, our 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 generation our generation is seeing goofy shit like Jim Jones kissing his mama. Mm-hmm. That's the, that that's what we passing on to the next generation. Like, and no disrespect yeah. to that. Well, yes, actually, actually, I take that back. because That's just disgusting. There ain't <laughs> ain't no way around that. But that's not something that that my generation needs to be tagged for for passing to mm-hmm. the next generation. It's got to be you know if we're gonna have that, we got to have a counter to that and i don't see yeah. enough of, of old black dudes sitting around talking about how to be better than them
1: that's and that's real you that's that. actually yeah uh, we we and, and i would say definitely in our hip hop culture we we get to a space where if you're past shit 30 if you're past 35 you're damn near a dinosaur and nobody i mean people people are now starting to call me og I just had my, you know, my, my, um,
0: <laughs> that first OG or that first unk kind of hurt too.
1: That hurts, man. I, I, I had, um, my, my cousin who's, he's like 20 and he had a bunch of his friends come out to my house and we just, we just all had a good time or whatever. But he was, you know, it was like four or five of his boys and they all 19, 20 and they're just like, the way, the way they was like, they, they would like go out, like, oh, we about to go hit the, hit the, club or hit the whatever whatever we're about to do and be like and i was kind of waiting for them to give me an, an invite like i'm coming to like yeah yeah Thank you, you bro. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 30 30 you so i'm 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 already like so my point is though in, in our culture i feel like we we don't respect enough our our elders and people like because I, I also don't think a lot of us don't get that old, man. Like unfortunately, a lot of us we get to a certain point, and whether it's drugs or violence in the streets or prison, we just don't see a lot of our brothers getting getting old. And, and that's a beautiful thing. It's not no, oh, are you are OG, oh, are you it's it's not that. And we need to listen to that, the wisdom and the and the experience that comes from brothers who are who have gotten, you know, who in their 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever. Because that's, I mean, I cannot wait. I can tell you right here, I'm gonna de- declare on your show right now. I cannot wait to turn 40. I cannot wait. I, I'm, I'm waiting on like how some people wait to turn 21. Same go, I cannot wait because everyone says when you turn 40, it's like you, you're past the bullshit. You're, you're now, you know, you're, 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 you're not questioning yourself no more. You're not questioning. You don't care nobody else thinks about you. I can't wait Man, to get to that. I, I don't know I'm who going just to like
0: that bullshit, bro. But it gets worse. Oh shit! <laughs> it gets worse, and I'm gonna oh, tell you. Shit. And I'm gonna tell you. Well, it gets worse physically. Mm-hmm. That's when, like, like I, I, once you hit forty as a man, and your body is not the mm-hmm. same. Like, you can't beat that twenty-year-old kid on the court mm-hmm. unless, like, he's just absolute trash. You know, you're not right. about to win no, you know, no race against a fifteen-year-old. You know so you start questioning your 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 mortality. Mortality. Yeah. You know um and then when you lose your parents or your parent yeah. you, you know you you start seeing yourself in that coffin. Mm-hmm. You know so mm-hmm. the the mental aspect as far as paying bills, as far as making decisions, those things you don't question. But yeah, the, it it's a it, 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 it yeah. A bit of both. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and I don't think yeah. we uh, like I've had surgery before, heart surgery a couple of years ago. Man, uh, talk uh, to me. you know, I I was I, I I had intended on dying of cancer at 60 65 and I was cool with that because I smoked. So in my mind, I convinced myself, yeah, that's a decent way to go out. I got to go out anyway. I'm going to live my life. Well, it don't work out the way you want to. No, and then when no. you find yourself laid up with fucking tubes in your chest and in your nose and in your dick, shit. You, you got regrets.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. you know, like, like like I was telling you earlier, man, like like take care of your, your vessel now. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Because it's really hard to undo some shit. When your liver goes, your liver is gone. Mm-hmm. You know, your kidneys go. Yes, you can get transplants. Don't get me wrong. Um, But they don't tell you that, that, that transplant is a full-time job after getting the organ.
1: No, I know. I know people who go through that. You know, so. No, that's, that's that, the message that we, need to, we need to put out to all of our people. Like, take care of your bodies, man. My my mother, my mother was 60 years old when she passed away. And, and you could not tell me she wasn't. I mean, she was just. She was skinny, she was thin, she was always up and active and vibrant but she smoked, right? She smoked and I don't I don't think she took enough care of herself like to go to the doctor. She was so busy raising me. She was so busy trying to raise, you know, her family and her nieces and nephews and taking care of, that she thought about everybody else but herself. And yeah. it's okay to be selfish. It's okay to think about your health and think about hey, I need to, you know, forget this job. Let me take an hour out of my day and go work out, you know, forget this, you know, whatever. I don't care if my friends are all out going out to this restaurant, I'm going to order this salad and let them eat the beef or whatever. Like you got to take care, of, yeah. take care yeah. of ourselves. We have to take care of ourselves. Like that's, Absolutely. it's the only thing that you got. you're not getting, you're not getting another shot. Like you're just not like, I, <laughs> I, unless, you know, if this if car, if reincarnation, cool, but Far as we know, all we got is one shot. So take care of what you take care of your body, and that's and, and, and I don't remember
0: system. shit. If I've been here right. before, I don't remember the last time.
1: Right, right. And I hope so I was, we
0: a, you know. I, I, I would, I would like to. If I if I'm going to be reincarnated, like what's the point of being reincarnated if I can't remember the shit from the last body? Right, right, right. right. I want to be a better version. Like I don't want to come yeah. back and be the same dumbass that I was before. Exactly. Like how many lives I need I need I need to fuck right. over before I can remember something.
1: Right. <laughs> anyway, Facts.
0: man, um, this has been a dope ass conversation, man. It's been an yeah, honor man. and a privilege, man. I've enjoyed this.
1: Me too, man. I really am enjoyed it. And I appreciate you. And and anytime, uh, I would love to come back. I would love to come back if you want if you would have me. Well, you know, after
0: the shit blows up, I'm not gonna be able to get in contact with a brother. It's not true, man. I'm going to be watching you get awards and shit. I like to thank so-and-so-and-so-and-so. And I'm calling like, hey, bro, um, no, the number you have reached has been disconnected.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, man, it's all love. I'm, 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 I'm telling you, when we drop the doc, I'll be back on. That's my promise yeah. to you. Hey, that would be dope, man. God willing, yeah. I will be here, and we'll have another
0: dope-ass conversation only. Yes, sir. You know, you'll have the real uh, it behind you.
1: Yes, the real Bosque. The real Basquiat. Actually,
0: you know what? Like, like I would just keep that one.
1: You know, yeah, I mean, twenty nine ninety nine wasn't bad. wasn't a bad deal.
0: <laughs> hey, and and because you you're a celebrity now, that twenty nine ninety nine is actually worth more because you own it.
1: Right. It's going. It's going, It's going. Hundred times. It's going. It's going. Quad. Whatever. Whatever that number is. Yeah, no. I've
0: seen some ugly ass art. It's worth a shitload of money because so and so bought it.
1: Mike bought
0: it. What was my man named Andy Warhol? This motherfucker put a toilet in a museum. Because and Andy, oh Warhol. my god, this is this is a oh this is this is earth shattering. This is he's got a toilet. Did you see that? <laughs> Bro, it's a fucking toilet.
1: He sat on it. Yeah, it's just like, ridiculous. So
0: <laughs> anyway man um on that note man I, you have a phenomenal I, I i see nothing but greatness in your future thank you but, brother oh, thank you the will smith one was pretty, oh
1: thank you pretty, man dope. thank you thank you that that might be one of my fa- i think after the Irv one that might be my favorite one i've done well if you're out there listening man let's uh call me man Call me. I want to do something. (laughs) Yo, have you? Well, you've watched this. uh, 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 uh,
0: Damn, what? What? uh, uh, National Geographic.
1: I haven't watched it. Yeah, I want to watch it though. It it looks phenomenal.
0: Yo, I watched the episode, and this dude went into a volcano. Holy shit!
1: That's Will, man. Will, what a blind
0: dude. (laughs) I shit you not. It was oh, him, sad. a blind dude, and another dude, and the blind dude, like it wasn't like he he was a blind dude that had the guide. He was a he was like walking around. Like, it was crazy, but it was.
1: I'm, I'm proud putting of up, Will Smith. Man, I, outside I, of the weird shit, man. Like, I'm, I, 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 got I got my that. Disney Plus subscription. I'm going. I'm going to watch that tonight. I'm watching that tonight. Gotta it. check it out, man. Like That's I was. I've
0: been a fan of Will Smith since Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince very underrated mc by the way
1: people don't realize that will and I know you got to go but I got to say this will is i mean he broke so many barriers he i mean I, I don't think he gets to, I, I know people all know will's big but I don't think we really really appreciate the what no. will has contributed across no. the art across just from building his family to the the personal you know, uh, evolution that he's gone through too. Like it's just, I, I've never seen anything like that, and I don't think we ever will again. Will is that's why I did his story. That's why I did yeah. his story too, yeah. because his story, he's just like, how could you not be inspired by that? If even if you a hater, how could you not be inspired by that? Like it's incredible. He needs
0: his own movie.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He needs his his own movie.
0: Yes, I, I didn't know he went bankrupt and that the feds came and and repoed his shit. I didn't yeah. know that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: People need to know that, like that, that level of bounce back is is damn near unparalleled.
1: Unparalleled, unparalleled. Because
0: he didn't just bounce back; he came back and became the biggest motherfucker on the planet
1: ever, ever. One of the biggest. I'm gonna light myself up. A second. Yeah, but yeah, he became one of the biggest of all time. I mean, big, I absolutely mean, huge, huge. Yeah. So, yeah. icon. Nah. Shout out to Will, man. Love you yeah, Will. Shout out to Will Smith, man. And shout out to
0: you, man, for putting those documentaries together and please do not quit.
1: We need no, that information. We're not going to stop.
0: And uh tell Herb, I said what's up?
1: Hit me a- up. Absolutely.
0: Hey, you know, when you do the one with Prem, man, please get that brother on the show.
1: Prem is uh, Prem is a, is a character, man. Prem is is that's another one of those things. Like, I can't believe I'm sitting here, I'm talking to Preem and I'm helping him do his story. Like that's just, you know, say what you want, but you know, I'm a hip-hop guy, and I I've I've always just you hear so many people with Preem and his lyrics and, and their lyrics yeah. and, and the, the, the mystique of Preem. And he's all that Preem is really that guy, even though he's he's unfortunately he's down, um, he's locked he's locked up, but he he's that guy. He's really just that guy and he, he's somebody who really tried, you know, he he did some he did some wrong in his early years but that's kind of what the system has set up for us to do. And he got out and tried to make it right and that same system pulled him right back in but um he's got just a, a, an incredible story too that I think people need to people need to hear. Yeah, I got a chance to interview uh Freeway Ricky Ross. Oh man.
0: That guy mad, and we've talked about what did he say the biggest drug deal he did was like was it was it 1.3 million dollars for one deal? Good god, oh my god, man, it's fucking that's, incredible. That's almost,
1: that's almost a Basquiat.
0: Oh my god. Well, <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure like in his day, like well, especially you know, when the old boy was first really coming out. You yeah, know, he, he could have he probably could have got quite a few of them uh,
1: offenses, oh so. yeah absolutely for mm-hmm. cheap too
0: oh my god yeah especially in the lanes that he was running in. oh boy
1: oh absolutely
0: <laughs> somebody probably was pawning a bra let me get <laughs> <some> off <them. laughs> anyway um on that note man it, again it has been an honor and a privilege to uh, build yes, with sir. you bro um if you ever need any things or anything i can ever do for you please don't hesitate to ask that's um, yes,
1: life likewise you can, I, can I put a shameless plug out there for my um my, game. Game. Of course, I my followers up uh you can follow me everywhere at c-suite music that's at letter c sweet uh s-u-i-t-e music um and you can follow me there you can check out my work at c-suite music.com and yeah look out for this this documentary and much 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 more much more
0: No doubt. And don't forget to check out our sponsor, M3S3 Clothing. Men make moves and suckers stand still. Y'all already know, man, if you fuck with battle rap, those guys are it in in battle rap as far as designs and clothing and growing by the millisecond. Um, So shout out to them. Definitely an honor and a privilege to fuck with them. And on that note, man, peace to you, Mr. Michael J. Payton.
1: And we are out of here. All right, man. Thank you, brother. No doubt. Thank you.